We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Welcome to TV Top 3, episode 147 Today we have some renewal and cancellation news And we'll be talking about Grimm Major crimes, suits, awkward, and political animals, plus a reality check and some TV on DVD picks. You can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 147. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com. And I'm Ray from Rayleigh.com. <laughs> She's Ray from the internet. I am Ray from the internet. Um, some news today. ABC Family renewed Switch to Birth for a second season, even though it feels like it's in its second season, but weren't there like 30 episodes in the first season? Um, Melissa and Joey, congratulations to my cousin Joey Lawrence for a third season. And Baby Daddy for a second season, which, against my better judgment, I've been watching. And it's not really that good, but I kind of love it. And they also picked up Bunheads for the back half of season one. Um so that's good, which is good, because there's kind of an interesting... It's not a cliffhanger, but there's an interesting ending to the finale tonight. No spoilers, but it should be good to see it continue. And I ABC... I hear this until after they watched. Wait a minute. What are we talking about right now? Buttonheads. I'm not going to spoil it. All right, please don't. I won't. That's why I, I forgot for a moment that I don't watch those screeners. <laughs> um, but, but they did cancel Jane by Design. I thought they were never going to cancel anything over there, the way they were going. But uh, they did cancel Jane by Design. And, uh, oh my gosh, my microphone fell. Sorry, hang on. Can you hear me? Anyway. And, and she's talking that. whether or not we can or not. Yes, we can hear you, Henry. Um, TNT has renewed perception for a second season. That's the news today. I was sort of, I guess I didn't realize that Jane by Design wasn't doing better than it was. I thought, I yeah. thought, it, I thought it was doing a, a little better than it was. But then again, Bunheads isn't really doing much better either than that. Uh, I guess they felt that Bunheads had more potential or whatever, but uh, I don't know, I'm kind of disappointed that Jane by Design got canceled because it was a fun show. Did Jane by Design have a full season? Well, they got 17 episodes, I think. Is where... Probably why. They might be waiting to see how the back nine for Bunheads does. I don't think it's going to do any better. We'll see. I think, they have, uh, I think they have some names there with Bunheads that they don't okay. want to give up yet. That's true. That's 100% true. They want to true. give that a little time to... To try and do better because they want to keep those people on there. <laughs> exactly. Creative whatever. So, yeah. So, that's the news. Moving right along because there's not much else to add. Uh, prime time. You know, when I was reading when I was reading the intro earlier, earlier, like five minutes ago, I almost said major grinds because I was convinced <laughs> I was mixing up grim and crimes, which would be a completely different show. Anyway, Grimm Season 2, Episode 1, Bad Teeth Season Premiere. Oh my god, was it in this episode or the second episode? It's the second episode where Sasha Royce's character goes insane, isn't it? Like with the, the, he drinks the stuff? I don't know, I haven't seen tonight's episode yet. Oh, well it was available online, that's why I'm asking. Anyway, that doesn't spoil anything, believe me. Um, But, okay, so Season 1 premiere, Season 2 premiere, I mean... What happened in this episode so I don't spoil anything? They had the mother-son reunion and uh, and them trying to figure out how to, what what's wrong with Juliet were the sort of the main, the main things in there. Okay. Um, 
I like the show enough. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Grimm. I like it. I watch it. I enjoy Sasha Royce. I enjoy David Gentoli. And I really like Silas Bear Mitchell. But I don't know. It doesn't change enough each week. So it's really like hard to de- decipher between what I watched first episode and what I watched the second episode. I, I think the thing for me is we're into the second season here and I still have no idea what Captain Renard is up to. And it seems to me that it's about time that we have more about who he is and what the what the deal yeah. is there. I mean, they've left that completely uh you know, he he's he's he'll be on the phone with somebody or something you have no idea. you never see the other side of the conversation, so you don't necessarily know uh, a lot of times who he's talking to or, or or what exactly what group he's a part of, what exactly other than this week yeah. in this I mean in this in that episode you you see that he he uh, thinks that having knowing where the Grim is and whatnot is better than having a you know, a rogue Grim traveling around and so trying to keep him uh trying you know, he'd rather have him there, but you still don't really know is that like that can't be right. it, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that can't be all. And I, I think that that the show will still be fine if you have a, an idea of what that plan is, even if Nick doesn't know what it is. There, there's yeah, something, exactly. Let the audience know. There's you can allow the audience to know some things, and there's still it's still interesting to watch. Yeah. Because you're trying to see how one side is keeping things from the other side while the other side's trying to find things out. Yeah. But right now it just seems to be that they're keeping it just so they can somewhere have some sort of big reveal or something, maybe. Yeah. That's exactly what it feels like. I don't know. I don't... But it seems like it's long past time for that reveal. That's... (laughs) that's Agreed. 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 It's time to kind of make some stuff happen because they can't have the same things happen every week and then just be okay with it. I mean, yes, if it was a strict procedural, it was like CSI or something, you don't need to really do much else, but this is supposed to be setting up some kind of mythology. We need to actually hear what the mythology is on both sides, not just from the grim side. So we'll see how it continues, but I mean, I'm still going to be watching it. I just, it needs to do something different. Well, I like that they, brought the mother in or whatever because at least it gives nick a chance to even learn more about because he's sort of been fumbling about trying to figure things out on his own yeah or with the help of monroe or uh and so at least to get uh more information on his on his side but i like where i i like where his character is gone with you know he sort of just finds out about it and he doesn't ha- he didn't grow up in it and so he doesn't have all those built-in things like uh, just like wanting to kill every, <laughs> you know. Right, right. Uh, that there are some good ones out there that, uh, you know, and, the, and like he's made friends with Monroe and stuff like that. But yet the mother's reaction was to kill everybody right away. Yeah. And I mean, I like Mary Elizabeth Antonio, so hopefully we can see her continue. I'm not sure like how many episodes she signed on for or whatever. Um, but I like her, so we'll see how that goes. But otherwise, Grimm, maybe change up a little bit, but we're still watching. So I'm not. that brings me... Ray's not. When Ray did, couldn't care less. Yeah, when did you stop? I 
the first episode. <laughs> is the question really when start. did you stop or when did you start? start. Yeah. <laughs> In so, which case, they're both the same answers. Yeah. In the beginning. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's grim. Major Crimes is our next show on the docket. Season one, episode one, Reloaded series premiere um i put in the email when we started talking about shows we're gonna watch uh well i have something i could say about it but i'll go into more detail if we add it to the list and here's what i want to say about it i just thought it was really boring there's something about the way that like brenda is really tenacious or something there's just such a disconnect between how it was and how it's going to be and are we to believe that every week they're just going to plea every case um did, did you watch the screeners or did you watch the actual show? I watched the actual show. So you haven't seen the second episode? I feel like I might have because it looked familiar, the previews, but I don't remember. It's been a while. I'm not really worried if anybody spoils me, for the record. Uh, are you watching this, Jason? Yeah, I've seen the second episode. Okay. okay. Um, they do plea again in the second episode. Not the same way, though. I actually thought the second episode was more interesting. Okay. I think the one thing that was missing was having uh, Brenda be more involved in the handoff. That, right. That she would have been, you know, she, her, you know, her exit out and, you know, she takes the other job to be able to stay, you know, doing something. But there was no, there was like a complete disconnect of like it would have been interesting to me if like she would have sort of recommended because they've sort of become friends, and while they don't necessarily agree on everything, uh, she could, uh, that, that she would have sort of been like, you know, you should, uh, you should take her, or something. Yeah. Just, and I think that, although I think that may have potentially lessened the sort of story arc they got going with Provenza, like, not liking the changes. Does he get any better in the second episode? No, he gets worse. Oh. <laughs> but... <laughs> But well, I think I, that's going to be an ongoing storyline. I think that's not going to go away right away. I think that he still would have had a problem with the change of, like, pleading out, you know, like, yeah. pleading being... I know, the, but I think the the dynamic would have been different because I think part of his problem is that he felt like he had been put in charge. Yeah, that, because he kind of was, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I think, well, he was the senior person, so it was kind of assumed that he was... Yeah. He was default in charge... And it was sort of assumed that maybe he might be, you know, promoted to officially taking over major crimes. But, you know, they they brought in somebody else. But I, I just seem like there, sh- there was, uh, you know, that the Closer f- series finale works really well as a series finale. Mm-hmm. But it the series finale didn't work well, didn't didn't do anything really to create the new series. Yeah. It really. Uh they just sort of picked up from where they they left off. It just seemed like there's if they were really wanted to spin into the new series better that there would have been some sort of better handoff in uh And I think it's really dumb that they're going to have like Fritz on the phone with Brenda once a week. <laughs> like, oh, it's Brenda, I have to take this. Like, no, you don't. She's not on the show anymore. Well, I felt like they had to Maybe that was their way. Well, the the other thing that was weird is because uh, Raider sort of takes over looking after the the kid, and that also felt strange. Not that she wouldn't do that, 
but that it felt strange that Brenda would just like now that she's moved on, she's like, just but forget see, Brenda's, about it. Here, here's what I'll say about that because I thought the same thing, but when I thought about it, and I think the second episode helped episode helped me there is that Brenda is not actually there in LA at the moment. Brenda was oh, that's right with her mom's funeral and stuff like that. Well with her dad, not with her mom's funeral, to help with her dad for a while in Atlanta. And then she's coming back and starting the job. So I agree that it felt a little abrupt. Like I felt like Brenda wouldn't have abandoned him, so to speak. Well it seemed that's where I'm talking about in that sort of handoff. It seems like she would have been somewhere more involved in all these different things in making sure that there was somebody looking after him while she was gone or, you know, because uh, not just sort of having Fritz ask how it's going or something I think is in one of the episodes. Right. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think that it is somewhat realistic that she, that she had, she had to go back to help with her dad. So like I can buy that she did like, expect them to take it over so she wasn't truly like a band like if she were in town i wouldn't be able to buy it at all right yeah but it's because she's supposed to be out of town which i assume they will probably quote unquote leave her out of town for a good portion of the first few runs episodes here that we see yeah that she you know what i mean that it doesn't become that thing like why wouldn't they just go to brenda right exactly until we kind of forget that Brenda, not that we forget that she exists, but there's enough separation. And what I was going to say about Fritz Amory was that I felt like initially they did have to acknowledge it, like, because it's Fritz and you, I was actually surprised. I guess I wasn't surprised because once they decided to stay in LA, I wasn't surprised, but um, like, I felt like they had to at least acknowledge that Brenda exists somewhere still. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess. That makes sense. There's more about Brenda in the second episode, but not Brenda herself, but... Yeah, I think uh, I think going forward, that'll sort of drop off where he'll be able to show up without having to take a phone call or... Right. I think they closed out what they were going to close out with this next ep- with the sec- this episode tonight. Okay. Well, I'll give it a couple episodes to see what happens. Um, but for now, it's got some... It's got some work to do. So that is Major Crimes... Our next show, Suits, Season 2, Episode 9, Asterisk. So I was moving along, enjoying this episode. It was really kind of, I thought it was fast and fun, and then it hit me like a ton of bricks, and I was this sobbing, sobbing mess at the end of the episode. I was not. (laughs) (laughs) It's not... I'll tell you why I, it fell and I know that it's supposed to feel abrupt because it's kind of supposed to feel like what it feels like for him, but it almost felt so abrupt to me that I wasn't quite sure it was real. <laughs> I mean, I know <laughs> it's this kind of episode, this kind of show, it would be real, but it like felt like, so one, it felt like a little cliche, right? Like he finally buys, like he doesn't talk to her on the phone, maybe because it just happened with Brenda Lee on the closer. Maybe <laughs> like he didn't, he didn't talk to her. Or he broke their date, and then he buys her that place, and he doesn't have a chance to give her the place. So, like, it just felt a little cliche to me that she would die right before (laughs) that happens. But then just the way they kind of – I don't know if it was the way they filmed it. I don't know what it was about that last scene there where I literally was like, I think I'm going to need to wait till next episode to know if I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I knew it. I mean, I was pretty sure that that wasn't something they would do on this show. You know what I mean? But still – 
whatever. I was still sad. Um, what else happened sad, in this episode? It was a lot of setup in this episode for what's going to come in the vote episode, uh, the finale. Has anybody watched the finale? I did today. You did watch it today? No, I haven't I watched it yet. I, well, we won't spoil it. But I thought that um, it did a good job of setting it up for what's going to happen in the end. Because um, you need to kind of establish that Lewis is kind of a big dick. Um, well, I, I think I he is. I think Lewis is such an interesting character in that some of some of it is he perceives things that aren't necessarily true. Yeah. Uh, and some of it is he does things, uh, you know, that that make him not liked. You know, like recording secretly recording the right. stuff. But yet, on the other side, he does bring in you know lots of money to the firm and stuff like that, and does do really well in his job, but keeps getting, you know, passed over. So you can see why he would be, you know, pissed off that way. I mean, it's, it's an interesting character that you, you can see they've created enough that you can see where he's coming from with, with all these things. And it's, uh, and so, and you know, like the scene when he goes and apologizes to Donna, I mean, that was, that was pretty good. I mean, he was, you bought that he really was sincere and sort of devastated that he, but he also felt like he had to do what he did. Uh, and let's talk about Donna for a minute. Okay. So Donna's back and it took oh no gosh, time to guys, convince her. Save Donna campaign work. Oh my God. The save, they, they changed their <laughs> whole plan and she's back. Um, I mean, come on people. Uh, I loved how quickly she was like, okay, fine, I'll come back. And then she gets right back into it. And like, she sees Lewis's suit and knows like, just kind of proves to you how, Harvey really can't do anything without her because his assistant wouldn't have noticed, you know, Lewis's new suit. And then they wouldn't have been able to have a fast plan come together to like, you know, yeah, try and to try and, and get, get around it. But get him um, on their side. I love that scene between Harvey and Donna with him trying to, to get her back. Um, so clearly they've like done it right. Clearly they hooked up well, I, and she said she loved him. Right. Clearly. Well, I, I've, I like how they write that in that they, they they sort of just mention that other time, yeah. But you don't really know. You, you're, you the assumption there is that maybe they did, or that they were about to, or you know, or something. You know, something happened. They're they're leaving a story there to be told at some point in time, uh, but they're doing it in such an interesting way, I think. But I just yeah. love that whole scene with with that the way they were mentioning the 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 two times that he had been to her place and he was like, I didn't think that dinner party was that bad. And talking about the other time. And then she rips up the check, but then she's like, okay, I'll come back. But you know, two things you have to make that check bigger. And he instantly just grabs, he has another check already ready. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, that whole dynamic uh, and you know, his speech about that he can't be, you know, who he is as, as the, you know, the lawyer that he is without, uh, her around, uh, you know, sort of the "you complete me," but as a lawyer, right, uh, right, speech. I, that whole scene was just fantastic. Agreed, Ray. What did you think? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought it's it unanimous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought it was a good episode. I pleased as previously stated that they managed to go as long as they did without bringing her back um but i like that when they brought her back she was back and she was it wasn't like right. 
there was no question about the fact that she it was like she had just taken a couple days off <laughs> right exactly um i did actually even though it, it was kind of silly for this show i did like the opening scene as well <laughs> with lewis dancing and her um whatever to the i don't know what the song was what was the song at the very beginning of the episode I don't remember what happened in the beginning of the episode. Well, he knows that he's going to be senior partner. Well, he knows that he is senior partner. And they get off the elevator and he, he has like earphones on. So it's like it's implied that he's listening to the music in his earphones. I don't remember what the song was now. It's going yeah, to drive I don't me crazy. remember what the song was, but he, you know, he's sort of dancing around through the hallways on the way to his office. And then she gets off the elevator and she's not necessarily totally dancing, but she, you know, does a couple of spins or whatever it's just like you know coming back and then fires the temp (laughs) tells him yeah tells him to leave and he he was like really that was your second i i thought that was funny that that was her second condition for uh for coming back was that she wanted to 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 be able to fire somebody she'd never fired anybody before I just love the show. I think it's been a really smart second season, and I'm looking forward to everybody else watching the finale because I liked it a lot. So that's Great. that. Agreed. Ray is in agreement with everything today. Well, um, I don't want well. to rip, though. <laughs> right. Right. All right, here we go. Awkward season two, episode eight, time after time. This episode pissed me off. I am so over the almost immediate ex-boyfriend happens to view the almost immediate new boyfriend making out on the couch through a window or through, you know what I mean? Like that needs to not happen all the time on every show that I watch. Say that again. I'm just sick of the, the trope where like, of course, you know, there was a misunderstanding. They broke up. So of course somebody new is already there. And of course he's looking through the window at the exact moment that he needs to be to, of course, you know what I mean? Like that's just so, well, I'm also kind of tired of that pretty much every teenager has a separate entrance to their house these days or, <laughs> or you know, an easy, easy entrance exit from, the, you know, another place that uh, people just show up. They need to put cameras somewhere, so they have to have it. But uh, I don't know. I, I like Maddie, but I'm I like I think Jake is a better fit, but I know Ray is in the camp that. Nobody deserves Jenna deserves no one. <laughs> I don't think she deserves no one. She's perfectly fine with Maddie. I, I can be on team Maddie in the sense that I don't think either one of them deserves Jake. So right. no, it's true. It's true. I mean, I can kind of understand wanting to not hurt Jake's feelings by keeping like their past together. But wh- why why didn't she think that was what was happening? Now I know that we've had this conversation and I understand that like she doesn't know that Sadie knew, so she didn't know that, like, talking to Sadie would be the reason that Jake would maybe find out something had happened. But I don't know. I, still... I think one of my initial, my initial response would be, why don't you think that maybe he found out about Maddie? <laughs> right. right. If nothing else, when you go talk to your friend, why doesn't she say, well, did he find out about Maddie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, every like, yeah. <sighs> it just kills me. Like, oh, <laughs> I think I'm... I have brought myself around to being okay with her not realizing it at the wedding or at the reception, whatever, because in that moment, she's upset. She has no context for how he might know, whatever. Okay, fine. However, she goes home. She has time to change. She has time to think up and start writing a blog about it. (laughs) 
Right. At that point, aren't you thinking, well, what are the things I've done <laughs> besides telling him I love him too late? Which, come on. Right. So at that point, I was just like, I don't understand why she – and, okay, Maddie shows up at your door. Why don't you then say, oh, my God? <laughs> right. Knows. Right. I mean, I exactly. know why Maddie didn't tell her. I told Amory this already, that I understood that in Maddie – Maddie's perception of the thing is that he wants Jenna, so of course he's not going to tell her what Jake said to him that would help her put the pieces together. But See, I don't know that I agree with that either. I don't think that Maddie was so, like, I'm going to do this all for myself. and take. I, I think he was partially being a friend, too, and, like, wanted to take care of Jenna. Mm, just... Because by Jake finding out, he also loses his best friend. So, like, I don't know that he was he like, I don't care what Jake said. Jake. Like, I... I don't know. I don't understand. I don't believe that it was completely quote unquote malicious on Jake's part. I mean, on Maddie's part that he like was only there to worry about Jenna, but I understand like your thought. I understand it. The idea. I, don't know that I think it was malicious. I think he's yeah, taking I advantage. Quotes, but nobody could see me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think he was taking advantage of the situation yeah. and he wasn't going to say what Jake said to him. And the thing of it is, it works in his saying, right? Oh, huh? It worked in his favor, you know. They were making out right away. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's where I get to the Jenna doesn't deserve Jake. <laughs> because that's where I'm just like, really? Really? You yeah. just told another guy you loved him, and now you're going to kiss Maddie on your bed? Yeah. Like, uh, I just am not okay with it. And, I, and my problem with it is I would have been okay with Jake looking in the window and him seeing the two of them sitting on the bed talking. Yeah. Because it still would have been just as bad for Jake. Exactly. Um, instead, it's going to be them kissing. And I, and I, even if she stops after that one kiss, even if she says, oh, no, I can't do this, um, I still think it's just as bad as if she slept with him. Because she kissed him. She, whatever. Yeah. It was her intent in that moment. So. I yes. Just, I have, whatever. I'm team agreed and Maddie all the way. Cause I think they deserve each other. <laughs> <laughs> Your team, Jake and somebody that's that he, somebody else. Somebody that doesn't exist on this show. <laughs> you know what? I kind of liked the moment I liked was when, um, speaking of Jake and somebody else, Jake and tomorrow when they were at the wedding and he's like, I talked to her. I talked to them because of you. Like we're friends. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, is she going to like mend his broken heart? Um, Which is a whole other awkward situation because now what about Jenna? Like, it's going to be very weird. Um, I don't know if they'll go there right away, but I would maybe be okay with that pairing. Although tomorrow is kind of... Nuts? Yeah. (laughs) She's a high-maintenance gal, so I'm not sure if... (laughs) Yes. I want Jake with with her either, so... (laughs) I'm all about Jake. So do we know how many, that was episode eight. So there's what, 20, no, there's 13 episodes this season, right? I think there might just be 12. Well, either there's 10, 12, or 13. I'm not sure. So we'll see. I know that, I know there's definitely 20 for season three, but that doesn't help us right now. I'm pretty sure there's 12 for this season. Okay. So, well, we have a couple episodes to see what happens. I also don't like Chris Palaha coming in and being a douche. I really, really like Jenna's dad. And I don't want to dislike Jenna's dad. And in that situation, you had the same thing. You had him come in and see 
Yeah. Did that have to happen <laughs> twice in one episode? And but then I he think, turns around and, and leaves. And, and I think that might have been more a parallel because Jenna was making parallels between her mom and her Maddie and her Jake. So, like, that was an intentional parallel that he comes in and sees it and then Jake comes in and sees it. But it's still, it's an overdone thing that needs to stop happening. Twelve. Twelve is the number that we're going with. Ray looked it up. And so we're all in agreement once again. So we're all in agreement once again. Moving on to another show that I think we might all be in agreement on, but I don't know. Because actually, I didn't know until I think Friday, maybe, that Ray had watched this. Um, Political Animals, season one, episode six, Resignation Day, season finale. I literally, halfway through this episode, was like, (gasps) I put my hand to my mouth in shock. I just did not, maybe it wasn't even halfway through the episode. I did not expect. I think it happens halfway through. I didn't expect them to just kill him off. I didn't either. (laughs) So it worked for you that uh, it was the most shocking hour of TV this year? I mean, I don't know that it was the most shocking hour of TV of the year, but it was shocking. Yeah, because that was was the promos, and I was like, uh, they do something that I didn't see coming. I'll give them that. Yeah, but I don't know that I would call it the most shocking in the the year. It's a... Well, I mean, it's not a character we cared about. I mean, it's the president, but right. I mean, like his actual involvement in the show is not that big. So I don't um, – in that regard, I don't know if it's the most shocking because you would be more shocked if it was like her. I actually got very concerned during the episode when she couldn't reach Douglas. And, I, and, and so she had like just said that she couldn't reach Douglas. Then somebody came in and said, you're needed – because Air Force One had gone down. I was like, oh, shit. Like, did he get on that plane somehow? Like, I think that was intentional, though. That was, and it worked. Immediately, I was like, oh, sh-. like, where is James Hulk? He can't die. I love him. <laughs> but look, I have trouble now because I really, really, before the whole plane, whatever, I really, really, really like Douglas and Susan. And now Douglas is married. Huh doesn't mean anything with that family <laughs> it doesn't mean anything with that family but i don't want to i don't want him to turn out to be more like his dad than he thought he was what? he's i that whole scene with uh somehow you're still a good guy was such a weird scene and you're just like he just cheated on his fiance he's been giving you secret you know, turns out under, he was on ecstasy when he proposed to his yeah, girlfriend under his mom's nose, he's giving out information, uh, you know, and... Uh, I agree with her, though. <laughs> I do, too. No, I do, too. I and mean, it thing- might just be that I like James Walk, but... <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I, I mean, love I mean him. he does have that, which, in retrospect, is why What's-His-Name picked him for the Con, Man epi- the Con Man show, is that he does have that quality to him. Where that- you believe anything he says, and it, because he's so charming... It right. never is like Ernest. a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Ernest, great word. Um, thanks, Amory. You're welcome. <laughs> so, like in that regard, I do think that that I agreed with her that he, he there is something about it, especially because in that particular instance, he was saying, "Well, I'm not willing to, you know what I mean, throw other people under the bus." <laughs> right. Right. My own job, whatever. Um, so I kind of agreed with her. I do obviously he cheated on his whatever, but which made right. me feel bad for her because I do like Douglas and Susan, so I kind of liked 
what was happening there. But I did feel bad for the fiance, mostly because she has turned herself into bulimic bulimia for him. Right. Right. Um, and so I was really glad that that grandma picked up on it. Mm hmm. And like called her out on it and that they, and that's another reason, like I started to feel bad for her because here she is now bonding with Nana. Like she's starting to actually form a bond with this family and not starting because she has had one, but you know, I don't know, making herself like out to be an eventual probably cause I feel like this is where they're going. Trying to make her an eventual first lady type situation. Right. Douglas. Now I, I mean, no word on whether the show's coming back. The ratings were not great, but it was so well done that I don't see how a six-episode run next summer would hurt them. Thoughts? Well, yeah, they definitely. It's definitely a, a the type of story that they're telling that you can come back and you can, you know, you can pick it up anywhere along the story. Like uh, you could be in the middle of her, you know, running, or you could have her. You could have her already taken over the job or... I like that we have something for her to root against now. Like, I mean, like you said, I didn't care, like, for the president one way or the other. But, like, he he did things to, for the country. Like, like, and she started to realize that he was probably a good man. And then now he's dead and the vice president is already trying to, like, resume his, you know, assume his role. And it just makes me more excited to see what would happen if she's, you know, running for president against the now sitting vice president who only got the job because Garcetti died or whatever. So, I mean, that would be, it's even more exciting. It seems like it would make for a good, like six episode run in covering the time of like leading up to yeah. an election where the, the, the finale would be like election day. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I could watch the show. Like, I don't know if I could watch like a, 16 episodes yeah. of this show. Yeah, it needs to be a short one. Yeah. No, I think I think that yeah, I think this kind of works in that sort of the British model. You come back with another 6 episodes at some point in time. Agreed. And I think to keep those people in the show, Sigourney Weaver being one. Weaver. I'll keep doing that. Weaver. <laughs> I keep doing it. Uh, you know, anyway. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> She's like Sigourney, you know, Weaver, Sigourney. except <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Sigourney. If you're listening. She's listening. Um, anyway. Sigourney Wiesner might be. That's okay. Yeah. I, made a, I wrote a sentence today that had seven tenses in it. <laughs> so I cannot make fun of anybody's misspeaking. Anyway. After... So you were saying, Ray? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh, to keep her, like, not that she wouldn't be interested in doing it for longer than that, maybe, but um, I think even to increase your chances that she would be interested, I think keeping it to something like a six-episode arc each time, um, you know what I mean? Well, I think yeah. that was part of what, uh, being able to get her to do it in the first place, was doing it on a short, right. uh, a shortened season schedule, so... But I think they, I, yeah, I definitely think it works in that, you know, you could do just, a, you know, events leading up to the election, you know, over yeah. a, a period of time would work for another. Uh, and then, you know, you could come back later and, and do another one where there's some 
you know, crisis or something in the in the White House that they're having to deal with, uh, you know, right, after right. she's you know after she's elected, uh, type of thing. And so yeah, I think you could definitely continue on from there. But I just thought that the whole thing was really good. Uh, it it made for a great you know finale. They leave it in a great spot that it works if they never do you know another thing right or you know it but also as easily you could come back and do more uh so i i thought they did really well with that uh, i think my favorite scene was that you know towards the beginning with the where she's giving her resignation letter and then he like it declines to accept it and writes down an offer for her to run with him mm-hmm. uh, but it leaves it in the, you're pretty sure he's serious, but it also is, would be a very shrewd political move. Like you could just completely, if you made that deal, but then went back on it, you could just completely screw her forever, you know, for uh, yeah. being able to run against you. So I just, the whole dynamic of that scene and, uh, and, and the whole idea that in, as she's talking to later at the zoo, she's talking to Susan about how she, she went from was going to run, uh, you know, against him to was going to run with him, like within right. change within a day. And now, you know, it's like, uh, you know, where, where do you go now? Uh, well, he's dead, so she can't really do anything with him. Well, I mean, but like just that whole where that whole arc in yeah. one day yeah. it went from I'm going to run against him to I was going to run with him to now he's gone. Right. Uh, is that that whole. Uh, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely very good. And I, I wasn't necessarily shocked. I don't know that I would use the word shock, but I was like, I didn't see, I was, you know, the whole time you were going, okay, what are, what are they going to do? How are they going to end it? Are they going to end it in such a way that, you know, that they would come back and it would be them running together or something right. else going to happen that, you know, how are they going to end this where it ends, but that you just keep going. That's where your brain is being, is going the whole time. And then you're like, Oh, I didn't even think that they would like just kill the president, you know, in a, right. in a plane crash. Cause that's a, uh, I, I guess it's shocking in a way and that that's not uh that's sort of a, you don't really see that type of thing. Like you on TV, I guess, where they just sort of take the president out with Air Force One crashes. I'll say this. It's because I think part of it is because we said this before. A lot of what was happening in the show seemed to mirror stuff that had happened in right. real life. So I was not at all expecting the president to die <laughs> because that hasn't happened. So, right. Right. Um, in a way, I think that helped. That was even more shocking to me because it felt largely the political things that were happening felt like stuff that we kind of knew about. I mean, obviously it wasn't exactly what's happened in our country, but it was close enough to things that we've seen happen that we didn't have to think about what they were doing politically, right. which I think right. was intentional, right? Cause they, they want you to feel comfortable with the political stuff. So they make it as close as possible to what has happened in our country. Right. Um, so that's why I was more shocked than anything else when it turned out they were killing the president. And I was just like, right. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
on that on that level, not quite that level thing, but things that were interesting, uh, like in the previous episode, I think possibly my favorite scene over the the course of the series is is a former president punching and getting into a fight with the vice president and the present president having to break it up in right. the Oval Office. I think that was. <laughs> That, that was, was fun. That was really good. So we'll hope to see it come back and keep our fingers crossed that it's not coming. Like, I don't want them to kill the show. I want it to come back in the same fashion with something as intriguing for another six episodes and not try and run it into the ground. But we'll see what happens, folks. We will see. Prime time. <laughs> anyway, I'm having like my own little conversation with myself here. Um, <laughs> Obviously. Uh, <laughs> all right, so it's time for reality. We're going to talk a little reality. Um, the Great Food Truck Race is one of my favorite shows. I love Tyler Florence. I've loved him for a long time. And um, I don't know that he's a great host, but I think he's adorable. And I love the idea, because I love food trucks, I love the idea of these people in food trucks competing against each other. And I am sad to say that the team I liked Got kicked off in the first episode, but seriously, how did they only make $195? Comparatively speaking, the team who won made $1,800 in the same amount of time. How is that even possible? Well, I think it's, I, I was surprised that they made that low because it seemed like once they finally did get up and going, or especially at the something. end, that they, were, that they were doing pretty well, but, uh, I guess ultimately they trying to sell a lot there at the end. They 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 went had, too low. They had their prices too low at two bucks or whatever. Uh, but and then the team that came in first place had like home field advantage. Well, sort of in that they were Korean and they went to Koreatown. No, but they were weren't they from L.A.? I thought that they were from L.A. No, they. I don't think so. They said that they were just they were Korean. There was Korean barbecue, so they knew to go to Koreatown, which. It's fine. It makes sense. But that does give them kind of home field advantage because Koreatown, they're going to go eat Korean food. They're going to know that they like the food and not have to worry about it. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, new food truck with Korean barbecue. I'll eat it. I still thought um, that they were from there. But anyways, I like, the, I like the change in that these are people trying to get their own food truck. Yep. Of being given a food truck. Some of them have restaurant experience. Some of them don't. Some of them, you know, there's a whole it runs the gamut of where the experience is with the, these uh, folks, but all of them are trying to, you know, have the sort of the dream of one day owning their own food truck business. Oh, that woman at the cost at the restaurant Depot, who was mad at her, her boyfriend because she didn't get, she, cause he wanted to give the thing to the other team. I, I hate them. I hate that team. <laughs> They should yeah, be. He, he I want like, them. Be- he was like, I'm just, I'm just a nice guy, I guess. <laughs> just not a big. He was like, it's not a big deal. So that's great food truck race. What's next on our list? Um, Master Chef. It's funny how I've gone from hating people to liking them, and then liking people to hating them. Like Josh, I didn't like him in the beginning, and now I like him. And everybody else, I like them all, and now I hate them. So we hope Josh wins because he fought his way back in, and. I just hope he wins. David Martinez was gone last week, and I'm glad because he sucked. So that's MasterChef. Um, I don't watch the Glee Project, but Ray would like to comment on the Glee Project. Ray? Um, I forgot for a minute what I was going to say. I guess I just want one 
it was the finale last week, and they chose the winner. Um, so my comment is about the season and about the winner, I guess. One, I have to commend, and you know I don't do that very often with Ryan Murphy, <laughs> but I have to commend them for actually choosing talent versus personality. I'm a little sad that they went with, not that they went with talent over personality, but that they waited till the very end to do that because there were lots more talented people that got kicked off <laughs> because they didn't have personality. <laughs> Not personality. Uh, I shouldn't say that because that they all had personality. Um, they didn't have a built-in story. Like, ah, yes. At the very end, there was one bland guy, Blake. I'm sorry for everybody <laughs> who loves Blake and is going to get in an ad because I just called him bland, but he is kind of bland. He's basically a Finn character. Then there were two female contestants who both had, like, one was in a wheelchair and the other one was Muslim, but she's kind of breaking free of her religion, whatever. Like, she doesn't really (laughs) believe in the Muslim ways, you know what I mean? So she's kind of fighting that family influence to to stay, whatever. Um, So, like, she had a built-in story, and I really thought for a long time that she was the one. Because they kept saving her every episode. And because she was in the bottom almost the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's staying for her life the entire show. Um, So, like, I really thought they were choosing her. Because I figured they were picking a girl. And that um, she had that built-in. Like, literally, it was all Ryan talked about. (laughs) That's the story they could do for her. And I was like, really? (laughs) Good thing she doesn't have any other talent. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which she did. I mean, she was... She was an okay singer. She wasn't the best singer. She had, like, weird... She could sing some songs really great. She yeah. couldn't sing all songs really good. You know what I mean? I gotcha. I gotcha. Anyway, um, the person I really liked got kicked off a few episodes ago, and she was the one that has talent, but she didn't really have any kind of special story that made her stand out to Ryan. Um, she just was really good. But anyway. Um, so I have to commend him for picking talent. Um, clearly, they this kid was chosen because he does have kind of that thinness about him. Yeah, <laughs> he can kind of fill that role on the show for the high school aspect of the show. Because um, I know Finn is not completely gone from the show, but um, Blake can be that. Like, I don't know that they're going to bring him in as the quarterback, but let's just say, in the acting exercise, he had to play the quarterback. In the very last episode, he had to play the quarterback. So. <laughs> I'm going to guess that that might be what they're thinking about for him. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, a football player. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they're going to bring him in as, I think. Yeah. But he can actually sing and he can actually act. So, and dance. So. <laughs> so he's not Finn. Um, as as uh, Zach Woodley said on the show, he's like Finn, but better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zach Woodley. Uh, anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that they got him. Um, I will say again, I, the, my general complaint about the show is that they constantly focus on, you know what I mean? Like, I I like that it shows me all the other people behind the scenes on Glee. I kind of hate and like it at the same time because I like those people. Yeah. And so it makes me want to watch Glee because I like the people who work on Glee. <laughs> <laughs> but then I see when they go to judging and I see what the decision is about, and I'm just like, really? This just reminds me of all the reasons I don't want to watch Glee because right, this is exactly. how you do your characters. Like, you don't care. And then I, one more thing, and I'll be done. <laughs> um, 
I wanted to comment because I've seen people comment on the a couple, two episodes ago they had two or three episodes ago. Um, the the theme of the episode was actability, um, which is a new thing this year. Last year, all the other ones they did, they had done last year. Actability was something new they added, you know, supposedly to test how well they can act, obviously. Because Damien and Sam Larson, or whatever his name was in real life, sucked. Can act, yeah. <laughs> Except my one issue, and I've seen critics, like, praise him for that, and I do praise him for adding that, um, but... It's kind of a weird thing because it, they didn't give them – they gave them characters they had to play, which for the record were all the characters they had kind of assigned them throughout the show. <laughs> <laughs> Eileen and her Muslim background, whatever, getting pregnant, whatever. So um, – but they didn't give them like scenes to act. They just gave them these characters and then they told them that they would get on the photo shoot and – What's his name? Whoever the director is for all of these things would tell them what they're going to do in their scene. And I'm like, well, that's not really actability. That that's is improv. Like, correct. That's improbability. And that's totally different. Like some actors are great actors and not very good at improv. So I was like, it's not really fair to judge, judge their actability by their improv. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was one scene where they had trouble, like the one girl had trouble because Lily didn't say the right line. Like she was supposed to say something specific and the other girl was supposed to say something specific back. It didn't matter what else they said in the scene. They just had to make sure they said those two lines to each other because they were going to use those as the tagline for the quote unquote movie. They were creating a fake trailer. Oh, okay. Um, and so they were just filming like little tiny scenes that they knew they were going to use in the trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they wanted the, them to say those two lines. Those were the only two lines of dialogue anybody got. And they weren't even dialogue. It was just somewhere in what you're saying to her, work this sentence in and she'll reply this way. <laughs> and so Lily didn't, because she got flustered and she was trying to do her job, you know what I mean? Trying to do everything at once. She yeah. didn't say the line correctly. So the other girl couldn't say the other, her line correctly. So they struggled <laughs> to get that out of them for quite some time. And, like, it was like, well, who do you blame? Like, Lily is just obviously not good at improv, right? But this other girl's it's not her fault either because she can't re she can't force the line out of Lily, whatever. Right, right. So it bothered me a little bit because I was like, that's not really actability. And I would, like, I would prefer to see you give them actual scenes to perform. <laughs> right. Like, you know, get a few writers in there. They're not doing anything on Glee anyway. So get them <laughs> in there. Write them out the scene. It's okay. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, that's so my that's, only comment. That's the Glee project. I don't project. have any desire to watch the show now, though. That's the other thing I will be happy about that they chose who they chose because it does not make me want to <laughs> tune in and watch the show. Excellent. Now you wanted to say something about The Great Escape, and I really yeah. need to pee, so I'll be right back. Uh. <laughs> uh. Speaking of The Great Escape... Amber's making one right now. <laughs> um, I hope she gets to the end before the rest of us. The trans that's I can't remember what it's called now. Not the transport zone, but whatever. But I only wanted to comment because it's the end of the season. Well, it's not yet, but... Oh, I guess it was last night. Um, no, next week is the end. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm really enjoying the show. Like, some episodes are not as good as others. <laughs> Um, 
like it's different from a regular reality show in that there's only three teams. I don't know how many how many teams are there per week on the food truck race. Uh, they started out with eight and whittle it down. I was th- for some reason I was thinking that show did like two against each other each week. There's some show that does that. Whatever doesn't matter. Um, but because on this Great Escape, not like it's not like a team escapes and uh, they go on to the next week. That's just it's just a one week thing. Correct. So they win that one week and they win money that week and then they're done. As far as I know, like it doesn't. So it's back. more game show type thing than than some of the other competition shows. I'm back. Hi. She's made her great escape back to us. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, like so they're so every week it's kind of a hit and miss as to how well <laughs> or how well the competition, how good the competition is. Like some weeks, one week they had one team that was out of the race like almost immediately from heat exhaustion or whatever it was. <laughs> Not that it wasn't – it was still a good race, but it wasn't quite as good as it is when there's three teams <laughs> because there's only two teams competing against each other. So it's a little harder to get quite as stressed about who's doing what. It's also harder to get attached to teams because they're only there for that one episode. So if you don't get attached to them really quickly and decide that you like them for some specific reason that has nothing to do with how well they race or how well they escape, you know what I mean? Like it might not be quite as tense for you because you're not worried about whether they're going to – or not um, right but it has been interesting to see like the different places they've put them um and the different things they've made them do and i was thinking last night as i was watching it or this morning actually um that it would be i don't know if they'll get a second season because i don't know how well they've done in the readings um i like it a lot but i i haven't been paying attention to whether anybody's talking about it but if they get a second season it'll be interesting to see if people are a little bit more prepared um, not prepared. It's not the good word for it because you can't ever really prepare because you don't know where you're going. They are, the teams are not told where they're escaping from. They're just driven there with blindfolds on, so they're surprised by it. But um, hmm. but once you've already seen a season, you can have kind of a general idea about what to expect, and you would know things like it drives me crazy every episode. They know that there are guards around, and yet they're screaming at each other. <laughs> And I'm like, really? <laughs> you just saw a guard. Why are you? <laughs> He's going to come back. <laughs> um, but it's because they haven't, you know what I mean? Like every episode, it's a new team. So it's not like they've experienced it. So they don't, they're just in the moment reacting to it. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see when they, if they come back for a second season, it changes how, what kind of teams you get. Anyway, that was it. Gotcha. And then the last thing I just wanted to say was about OSIT, which I never needed the um, televised musical chairs before. Um, But it's kind of in the vein of Wipeout in that I think that if I ever have it on, I won't turn the channel. What channel is that? CW. I liked it. I mean, it's the dumbest thing ever, but I liked it because it was the dumbest thing ever. And people are just competing in musical chairs. And it's a crapshoot. You may sit in the $0 chair and then lose anyway. I just really like I think it's kind of a fun way to pass the time if there's nothing else on. So there you have it. Oh, sit. That's a reality check for the day. Um, TV on DVD being released Tuesday, August 28th. 
I have two because I always do uh, when I pick things. It's Sons of Anarchy season, season four because you can't not have it. And Homeland season one because you can't not have it. I can. Well, I can't not have it. Yeah, well, both good picks. Uh, I mean, both both good shows. Um, my pick is Once Upon a Time, season one, but also, you know, Homeland season one, mainly because they're both coming out. I mean, we've we talked about we talk about this all the time, but these are two shows that are coming out with enough time that if you were to get them on August twenty eighth when they come out, you would have. A little over a month until both those shows premiere on September 30th mm. to be able to catch up to dive into a second season. Granted, easier to catch up with Homeland with less episodes, but uh, True. still. But and still not could... worth catching up once upon a time, she said. <laughs> right? Uh, mm, Walking Dead season two. <laughs> like, I love that your email, like, because of course. <laughs> Because of course, um, but I pick. And if you really wanted to splurge, which I will not be splurging, but if you wanted to splurge, <laughs> um, you could buy the special edition of Blu-ray disc set that I believe comes with a mummy. I mean, a zombie head. A yeah. mummy in, <laughs> in, in a zombie head with like a screwdriver sticking out of the eye. Yeah, something. Like that. I don't remember what I saw it, but. But again, uh, uh, but another show that because of. Uh, sort of short seasons, you could get one and two and catch up before season three starts. True. So there you have it, folks. Trying to do my best to point out the shows that actually do a good thing and put put it out early enough for you to catch up. Cool. Cool, cool. That's our show. Abed now. Abed. Oh, that show's going to suck this year. Anyway, um... Parentheses more than enough you did. Um, okay. Our music today was provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. You know where to find us. TVTimes3.com. Spell it all out. Twitter. Facebook. Stitcher.com slash TV. Yes. That's all. You know, ratings and reviews, thumbs ups are always appreciated. Listen, don't tell me I, t- I laugh funny. Or you don't like how we laugh over each other. Unacceptable. We only laugh when stuff's funny. Yeah. So, so you know. You should be laughing too, people. Not listening to see if you can hear what words we're saying. Come on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh, that was, uh, I wanted to say thank you to. Uh, Joe. Joe, yes. Uh, from Australia for writing in. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And uh, I just love hearing from somebody. <laughs> On the other side, you know, that in the... That's, of the world? Yeah, that's listening to us during their winter while we're here during our summer. Feels like sp- uh, fall here. Also... Feel like fall here. Seattle finally got its summer. We don't talk about True Blood because we don't watch it. Yeah, none of us watch it, so that would be the reason why we never talk it. If Jason has Liz and Mel on, they all talk about yeah. it. For <laughs> so we'll look forward to that day. All right. And... uh Next week, we're going to start uh, with our fall preview podcast, our fall preview episodes. Listen, I'm going to give you a preview right now. Everything sucks. <laughs> That's the pre-preview. That's the pre-preview of our preview But shows. for uh, more in-depth on, on, on those, we'll start next week with uh, Fox and then move on on a weekly basis looking at one specific of the... Uh... So I will be on next week, and 
I, Fox is the only show channel I liked anything on. Um, I just want to say out loud that Ben and Kate is my number one show. And I wish the following was a fall show and not a season show. <laughs> not a mid-season show. So thank you, Fox, for being the only network that I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll set my DVR. Spoiler alert. In the spring? In yeah. any time. <laughs> one show in the fall, one show in the in the uh, spring or in the winter for uh, for Amory on Fox. Uh, so anyway. that's the that's the Fox pre preview, and uh, next week Laurel from Buddy TV will be on uh, to uh, Laurel Brown to talk about uh, Fox and somebody else who I don't know yet. Who's her name? Nameless. Spoiler alert. That's that's the uh, tune in and find out. Oh my God, you guys, it's Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you can get Voldemort, <laughs> if you can get Voldemort, that'd be amazing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we just have a lot more fans. <laughs> Maybe. Bye. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Okay. We're recording. All right. And well, Ray. Can you hear me? Hello. 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 All right. Everybody is officially recording. All right. I'm going. Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 140. What? That's it. I'm out of here. I'm out of here, you (laughs) jerk. All right. Sorry. Welcome to TV Times.